When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now live at the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds this hour on ESPN 105.9 The Zone is presented by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial industrial roofing company in Mississippi. Roofing.ms. Roofing.ms. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app and the Zone1059.com. Recruiting and transfer portal. Y'all are losing your minds. The SEC message boards this weekend, man, talking about a moneymaker for 247 Sports, among others. Wow. I'm um, looking at the top 10 here. Man, Florida State, Norvell has decided to throw down. I mean, they have shifted this thing into another gear. FSU. He went out and found he went out and found some alums that are committed. Dang. But I mean he's he's proven that he can take well, he can get the players, obviously. Coleman just snatched from everybody else that wanted him. Yeah. But and then that he can actually well, that was an old Miss Florida State bidding war. Yeah, and then he could actually produce and he was fantastic. And go undefeated. Yeah. No, I mean he can coach. He proved it at Memphis. He's proved it at and Florida State was a was a rebuild. I mean, it it Jimbo and Willie Taggart did a great job of burning that burning. program to the ground. <laughs> and give Mike Norvell credit. He has uh now he may end up somewhere else uh at some point, but I don't know. If Florida's there there are obviously there is a group that is forking over the money for him. And I wasn't sure if FSU even with all their success under Bowden, would do that. And they're in. I mean, all three Florida schools are in the top 10. Florida State, Miami, and Florida. So all three are, are getting out. Look, I mean, there's there's so many kids down there. Yeah. You know, but, but Miami hasn't won like they should win the last 20 years. But Cristobal, I mean, he's going to get after it. They're going to... They're going to throw around the bag. 
um, which to get good players, that's what you have to do regardless of where you are. But um, he can't get it going on the field, but he recruited gangbusters at Oregon and at Miami. Uh, Napier's got to turn the corner. And look at their class. That's a strong, strong class. Um, so it's just something that, that jumped out at me. Ole Miss doing really well. Mississippi State with a, what, about a 15-spot jump over the weekend. People were talking about um, they wouldn't even finish in the top 50. They're already at 37. Uh, even if they if they land Stonka and one or two other players, they'll be in the top 30. No doubt. Uh, that's a pretty big swing from a staff that, you know, you're on your fourth coach in 12 months. Mike Leach, Zach Arnett, Greg Knox, Jeff Levy. I, I think that says something. Um, and, of course, you're still located in a great area. All these schools are. Yeah. MSU, yeah. Ole Miss, Bama. I mean, the Sun Belt, Sunshine States produce a lot of damn good football players. Um, Ole Miss has more work to do. Mississippi State has more work to do. And we'll we'll see Juice Wells is is kind of the buzz out of Oxford, wide receiver from South Carolina. Um, didn't really get to play this year because of injury, um, but was productive the year before. Uh, Ole Miss slapping a million bucks on him. I mean, they want to to get this done. You know, they've got to be beyond frustrated that there wasn't a college football playoff this year because you don't know where you'll be next year. I mean, the league's going to get better. You don't get to play Vandy. Um, we should have had a college football playoff this year. Expanded. Ole Miss should be in it. Instead, the other conferences drugged their feet, messed around, thought they were, I don't know what they were thinking they were doing. I mean, the, the expanded playoff gives you more money. Oh, yeah. TV, schools, everybody. It, it gives you more money and then they had to bring in Dr. Mark Keenum. Had they brought him in earlier, Ole Miss would be and some other Florida State. Missouri. George well, Georgia yeah. is the one I'm thinking about because Georgia could actually win it. These other teams we're talking about couldn't. Right. But it'd still be fun to be in. Uh Georgia would be in and would be a viable candidate to win it all. Uh you know, in fact I could argue if if we had a twelve team playoff that the two teams that you should give the edge to would be Bama and Georgia. Um, but we don't have a 12-team playoff this year, so we get one next year. And uh, I, it'll be interesting to see how it looks uh, for, man, see, that that SEC team that didn't get in like Georgia but can win it? Wow. That, you know, seriously, Georgia could win it all this year if there was a 12-team playoff. Yeah, I mean, they lost by three to Alabama, and that's the first game they lost, and it was the SEC championship. Yeah, and I know they didn't play a strong schedule, but they're a good football team. Dominant, no, but a good football team. Um, Kind of frustrating. But if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're really frustrated because you should have had the college football playoff this year, and you were in. And then if you're Georgia, you're sitting there thinking, we could be going for the trifecta, the three-peat. Imagine, you know, twenty nine straight, and the, then they lose. Yeah, but but still would have had an opportunity to win a third in a row, um, in this in this new format that we get next year. I don't think G five teams should be in it. I don't. I think they need their own playoff. That'd be fun. However many teams they want to go, but you know, 
Uh, and people are still going to bet on it. And a lot of people who just love college football are going to watch it. Uh, who's your favorite in the college football playoff? Is it Bama or is it Michigan or is it Washington, Texas? I think it's Bama. And I think if Georgia was in it, they'd be the favorite. I mean, if you look at, and that's what you have to take into account when people are talking about this Florida State thing. Take them against any other team in the playoffs. Who were they favored against? Who were they favored against in the top eight? You you wouldn't have them favored against Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State. Oh, without their quarterback? Right. Yeah. And I mean, and that's what I think of. I think of like who would be favored if Georgia is facing Texas or it's Georgia. Georgia. Or yeah, or Georgia and Michigan, or Georgia and Washington, uh, Georgia, yeah. Georgia, exactly. <laughs> and so then I get the whole metrics, and Dave Bart too with college football metrics has broken it down for us that if you're not a conference champion this year, then you're not going to get in. And then even if you do win the ACC, that doesn't guarantee Jack. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just you got to to me. You got to look at who would be favored in the matchups and why are they not in? Yeah. Next year's going to be wild with 12 teams. It really is. And will we have the... We really don't have parity in college football. Like the last 10 years. Georgia, Bama, Clemson, you know. This year, COVID, super seniors at quarterback. Penix has been playing for 12 years. Bo Nix. Bartu believes we're going to go through a dip at the quarterback position. Because we had all these guys hang around with COVID and transfer and find teams, and it worked with Bo Nix and Penix Jr. and Jaden Daniels and so on. Um, but how will it look, and will we have the parity that we had this year, or is this an outlier? And we're going to get dominant teams again next year. That's what I'm, you know, that's intriguing to me. Because we feel, and we may be fooled, you feel like any of the four teams in the playoff could win it. You also feel like Georgia could win it. Oh, yeah. That's five teams. The last few years we've been going in the playoffs, Jason, and we've we got one team that can win it. Maybe two. Depending on what Bama and Georgia were doing. Uh, the Out of Bounds show is driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder, Canon Nissan on the hill in Jackson. Also, the Nissan Rogue is the cool crossover with amazing gas mileage. Nissan, Jackson, Canon Nissan in Jackson, and the all-new Nissan Pathfinder. Luganville at 930. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot and believe me, 
It is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Tom Luganbill coming up next on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Show is brought to you by the uh, amazing oysters at Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar, paired with some gumbo and Estelle Artois. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Bravo. I was at brunch there yesterday. I did have Estella, and they have uh, Patron Silver, Patron Reposado, and Patron Añejo. They know the best tequila when they see it. 100% Blue Agave. 100% Blue Agave Super Premium Patron. Don't forget, now, if you see the El Cielo, they just rolled that out. That's about 140-ish a bottle. It is delicious. We had the big El Cielo launch party, Patron El Cielo launch party, um, and it is super premium tequila. We had it at Highball. And in their tiki bar, Highball Lanes and Highball. And it was a ton of fun. All the bartenders, um, waiters, general managers, restaurant owners came out. Lots and lots of fun. And also a great place to book your uh, company Christmas party, Highball Lanes. Bowl, good food, two beautiful bars. Now opened up the station, amazing pizza and so on. Um High ball lanes in Fondren. So, Jason, you've been bugging me. It's National uh, SpaghettiOs Day. Yeah, it is. Okay. National SpaghettiOs. Have you had SpaghettiOs Day. in a while? It's been over five years. Okay. Yeah, but but can can food is still good to me. Uh, it okay. Like I like a couple of years ago when I was trying to gain as much weight as possible, right. I'd have a big can of you know the Hormel when chili were you, in high school or college. It, it was college. It was I was taking some time off college and I was just like back working at the restaurant, working out six days a week, and so I was eating a like my lunch was like fifteen hundred calories. So it was a can, a big can of Hormel chili. Of who? Hormel. Hormel oh, chili. Okay. Are you familiar? No. No. That sounds terrible. Go ahead. It's like the it's like the biggest brand of chili in the grocery store. Okay. So a I don't big, buy canned chili. Well, see. Well, I don't really crave chili. I mean, I crave nachos, mm, really yeah. clean nachos. But anyway, go ahead. So it'd be a whole can of Hormel chili and then a cup of rice, cup of brown rice, and then about half a cup of cheese and throw in some hot sauce. That's my lunch. It's about 1,500, 1,600 calories. Dang. I'm telling you, uh, if you want to bulk, Bo. I don't want to bulk. Me, Does it look like you. I want to bulk? Let me help you. No. You've been talking about maybe getting in the gym, something like that. I got you. I may get in the gym. I'm not bulking. A dirty bulk? Come on. Big old can of Hormel chili. Oh, that sounds awful. Get you some rice, some cheese. No, I love rice. And a cup I of love milk. Cheese. You got to wash it down with a cup of milk. I don't just drink milk, really. Uh, I'll have like a... A fourth of a glass every now and then. (laughs) 
I love how you measure things out. You talk about a fourth of a glass, you'll eat uh, something, a deviled egg once every six months. Right. You'll, or maybe, yeah, well, maybe <laughs> once every four months. And, and you'll have, what, two waffles a year is what you said, I think? Uh, two pancakes. Two pancakes. Yeah. I'll eat one, a half to a to one pancake if Wendy, you know, is making it for the kids on a Saturday morning. Yeah, that's insane to me. I'm smashing. I'm smashing at least three. Butter, syrup, blueberries Would on you, top. Okay, th- this chili concoction. Who's our new intern? Oh, this is Jack. All right, Jack, did do, do, do you ever eat? What is this chili called? It's called Hormel chili. Okay, have you ever eaten that? I've never eaten Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's um, really not terrible. Oh, man. Or at it, least it used it, to not be. Now, I don't know. Don't ask me what meat's in there. No clue. I'm sure it's, it's not <laughs> quality meat. I, mm, yeah, it's the it's the cheapest dirty bulk you could do though. Okay, a can is like dollar fifty. Oh, for a for an extra large can, terrible. I, terrible. I spent, spent like it's like a five dollar lunch. Okay, just absolute gains. And and how much weight did you gain? I gained during like, this time like fifteen pounds in about five weeks. Dang. Are you still at that weight? I'm actually a little heavier now <laughs> just because I've, you know, I've started, I've stuck with that kind of diet and I've learned that the older I'm starting to get, that metabolism starting to creep back down. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I got my walk in yesterday. Does that count? That counts. Okay. <laughs> that counts. As long as you're going, as long as you have that heart rate in between like 110 and 130 the whole time. You know, instead of just like leisurely hanging out. No, nah, it's a pretty good pace. Okay. It's a pretty good pace. I could see you booking it. You should do like a half marathon speed walk style. I don't think you know so. What I mean? That Come sounds on. terrible to Five, actually now that I thought about it. 5K? I've done that. I, I'm over that too. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't want the stickers on your car? Not really. Not really. Come on. Have you ever had one of those? Uh, my parents used to, then they got a new car. And okay. I, I did half marathons with them, but I never got the sticker. You did a half marathon? I've done four. Running or walking? I walked my first one. Okay. And then I ran the other three. 13.1. Yeah. So did you get the sticker on your car? I did not. See, they were handing out the stickers. I figured I wasn't driving yet. I was like 15 years old. I didn't even train. Because, you know, when you're in well, high school. I think, yeah, I mean, look. I played junior high and high school sports. I could have ran 13 miles in one shot Yeah, at that age. So you were in high school. Right. Uh, Beef's former neighbor on the text line says uh-huh. Hormel Chili will put hair on a 12-year-old's chest. Uh, Perfect. That's, that's, a, that's a great explanation of what Hormel Chili is. Oh, man. Okay. Um, ooh. And, and you haven't had it in a while? Yeah, yeah. No, it's been a minute. Okay. So, Sunday Vilmisi on the text line, the shamelessness which Jason admits to things that should be embarrassing is surprisingly refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Youth is an amazing thing that is wasted on the young. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I agree with Max. SpaghettiOs are awful. They are. They're terrible. Um, so you asked me, like, what's the best thing you can buy in a can? Yes. Best canned food. Black beans. Black. Oh, I didn't even think of black, black beans. Black beans are amazing. Or like, uh, I mean, you, I want to cook them in something. Right. But yeah, uh, just that's right off the bat. Black beans. 
How about like uh like Rotel, like the Rotel and oh, green chili, like no the Rotel question. tomatoes? I love Rotel. But you're not a canned tuna guy. No, not I mean I have had canned tuna many a times in my life, not in the last 30 years. 30 years <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I couldn't see you as a Vienna sausage kind of guy. Uh I even thought those were nasty at 20. Really? Yeah. I'm not saying I haven't had them. There's when you're a bloke broke college student you'll eat anything um i mean i i did ramen and everything else oh yeah but i'll uh, eat ramen now i mean i i would pick up a piece of pizza that was on the table in college it was four days old wouldn't even think about it <laughs> twice about it gross i mean uh, what you just described <laughs> and you say that's gross yeah at least that's fresh out of the can there's know? nothing fresh that you just mentioned out of what say it again hormel chili hormel it- Chili. H O R M E L. Hormel. Hormel. That's the that's the name of the brand. Uh I can't believe like that's a fr- it's a freshly opened can. Compared uh, to like a four day old pizza pizza? Come on. Oh man. You're going chili. I know you are. No, I don't like go somewhere and order chili. What? No, why that that's not what I th- I don't think of going to a restaurant and ordering ordering depression food. <laughs> You know who has good chili? Wendy's. I don't. I think you're wrong. I think when you're 19 and I ate it, I did, and and all their junior cheeseburgers and all that. Uh, I haven't been to Wendy's in a long time, but I tell you what, they're clever on Twitter though. I, I'll give them that. They figured out the social media game long before other people did. Um, but I don't think. Do you, did you say it was great? Yeah, it's good. I said good. Oh, okay. They have I, good- say, I don't think anybody's ever described, I mean, unless it's 1 a.m. in the morning, that, <laughs> in the that morning. Wendy's was, was great. Kind of like Waffle House. Yeah. Look, it can be good. Great's a stretch. They said Wendy's chili is actually good. Oh, wow. Tom Luganville coming up next. We'll talk recruiting. National College football analyst with ESPN. All right, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by your next Ford F-150 at Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Uh, we welcome in National College Football Analyst with ESPN, Tom Luganville. Luke joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. How was South Dakota last weekend, Luke? <laughs> did you get a chance to see any of it? I did. I, I didn't watch a lot of it, but I was out and about at lunch and I looked up, I went, dang, Luganville's at that game. Dude, it was, first of all, as a player, coach, broadcaster, whether I was on the field or in the booth, I have never, ever, ever experienced wind like that during a football contest. And when I say wind, I'm not talking about guts. I'm not talking about blustery, um, swirling winds. I'm talking about sustained anywhere from 25 to 40 mile an hour winds. For the entirety of the whole game, uh, to the point where not a single team scored a point in the north end zone because you could barely cross the 50-yard line. It was something that really impacted both teams, particularly Villanova. They kind of played into South Dakota State's hands given who they are and how they like to play the style of football they play. But it was 
it was something I'd never experienced before. And for those players and coaches, it was already like 28 degrees. It had to have been close to five degrees all day long because of the wind. It was, it was absolutely nuts, man. It really was. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and so you're, I mean, you're freezing your tail off during the steal, right? Well, I'm in the, I'm in the booth for this one. And, um, so I was not on the field. I was down there for pregame warm-up taking videos of the kickers and the punters because it started to be comical. I mean, when they're kicking, they're kicking field goals from like the 35 yard line and the ball would go straight up towards the, the goalpost and then veer off to the right suddenly or drop straight out of the sky. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, I've got videos. I can send them to you. You'll die laughing. Like some of these things were like straight comedy. Like no way. There's no way that just happened. Uh, so no, the rest of the time I was in the booth, thankfully. <laughs> Do you know what you're, we're visiting with Tom Luganville with ESPN. Do you know some of your schedule over the holidays as far as games? So um, I've got the famous Toastery Bowl next Monday in the booth in Charlotte. And then I have a New Year's Six Bowl. I'm just not allowed to say what it is because our PR people haven't made the announcements of all the bowl assignments yet. Okay. Uh, but I will be doing a, a New Year's, a prominent New Year's Six game. Um, and then, of course, signing day is, is, you know, next week. And then we've got uh, the Under Armour game after my bowl game. And then things will settle down just a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump into recruiting then. Juice Wells, uh, Lane Kiffin, and the crew hosted the South Carolina wide receiver. He was hurt this year, but very productive uh, prior to that. Uh, give me Tom Lugan Bill's eval on Juice Wells' wide receiver in the transfer portal. Well, number one, I think he's a really, really good go-to player. Um, when, when I say that, like he's one of those guys that wants the ball. You can trust him. He's reliable. He's a playmaker with the ball in his hand. He's one of those guys that quarterbacks will gravitate towards because he's so productive, particularly with the ball in his hand um, after the catch. I think he's got some, some upside as well, for, um, you know, in the return game to be able to, to, uh, to, to make some plays in that area too. So, Really versatile. It's probably a good way that I would describe him. Um, plays inside and outside, so he's not built like your typical slot. He's built more like an outside guy, but he can play in both areas. Okay, can you compare him to someone that we would we would know um, as far as stylistically, uh, both body type and the way that he plays? That's a really good question. Um, He's a little bit like Adonai Mitchell at Texas that used to be at Georgia, only um, Adonai is about an inch and a half taller than Juice Wells. But that same type of physicality and, like, uh, heftiness and bolt to his frame, just a well-built target. Nice. All right. Um, Chris Paul Jr., linebacker out of Arkansas, is going to Ole Miss. That's a big pickup for Golding, considering who they're losing. Yeah, listen, I, I think it is. Um, you know, any time you can find guys out there that have, have played, that you, you, you look at and you say, okay, can this guy help us? Um, you got to target those guys, man. I think, I think that's kind of what stands out to me with, with guys like that. Um, you know, pretty heavily recruited guy that was, didn't, didn't test well coming out of high school. Uh, when I say that, um, you know, he didn't have a blazing fast 40 time. He played really well on tape. He just didn't hit some of those other measurable marks. And I think that's one of the reasons why 
when he was getting recruited, like the recruitment was all over the map. You, you'd have, you know, Arkansas and Tennessee, but then you'd also have Georgia State and Austin P and Central Florida and Florida Atlantic. So, and that's probably why, and he, you know, he wasn't your traditional sized player either um, in relationship to, you know, maybe how you'd say, hey, we'd ideally like to have this height or this weight um, for that position. Okay. Tom Luganville heads up recruiting for ESPN and also National College Football Analyst. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, let's go to Blake Shapin. Uh, Baylor transfer. He's going to join Levy in Mississippi State. Um, I think it looks like he's going to be QB1, but there could be some other things play out in the portal the next four weeks. What, do you, what can you tell us about Blake Shapin? So this is a guy coming out of high school out of the state of Louisiana that was under the radar because a lot of people felt he was going to play baseball. And, you know, he was initially at one point he was, he was, you know, committed to LSU. Uh, He, I think received his first scholarship offer actually from Arizona state right around the time it would have been probably between Jaden Daniels freshman and sophomore year, but he was an, he was an under the radar guy, really talented, multi-sport guy. And then he ends up at Baylor and clearly had gone back, you know, by, you know, Jerry Wohannon, who ended up, you know, they thought he was going to be the guy. And then Blake Shapin beats him out, and then he ends up transferring out. The issue that you have with Blake Shapin is not talent-related. It's can he stay healthy? He's just had a, a history of being banged up and missing games. And it took a huge toll on Baylor this year because they ended up having to play with Sawyer Robertson, who was not ready to play. Then they ended up having to go to a third guy, and they just had a real – it was tough sledding for Baylor on offense because the quarterback position got all screwed up. And so um, I think he's talented. I think he's got a really quick release, good athlete, um, but he's got to keep him healthy. And I, it, just like in the NFL draft and now what I would call college free agency, um, I'll give you another example here. You know, uh, Tyler Shuck out of Oregon and most recently Texas Tech. Like, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. He can't stay healthy. He's hurt every single year. And that doesn't help you. I don't know how you get better if you can't count on a guy to be there every week. So, um, I know, and, and Blake Shapin hasn't had the injury history that, that Tyler Shuck has, but just another example of things that you got to investigate when you're going through the process. So, if he stays healthy, healthy, you think he fits what Levy wants to do in that offense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he can make all the throws, got quick release, ball comes out fast. Um, all of those sorts of things are positives with him. Okay. Um, do you have anything on Michael Van Buren out of uh, Baltimore, Maryland, who committed to Levy? In the, he's a high school guy, so it'll be a few yeah. years. But uh, what do you and your team think about his, I guess, high school career and development? He was committed to Oregon, yeah, and then now he's he's – committed to Mississippi State? Well, he's had a remarkably productive high school career in, in an area and level of football that is really strong up there in the, in the, in the, uh, the DMV, the, you know, the District of Columbia and Maryland and, and, and Virginia area. Uh, we have him in the Under Armour game this coming January. If I were to give you an assessment of him in a comp, he's like a right-handed Dylan Gabriel. He's not going to wow you with height. He's going to be on the shorter side, but he's a good athlete, good enough as a runner, can make all the throws, has a really live arm, 
maybe not in the lead arm, because Dylan Gabriel doesn't either. Um, but I, I thought, and I was, I was in Bristol last night doing a show. I just got back this morning, and I was on the show with my weekly partner, Dusty Dvorak, and I was telling him, because he you know, played with Jeff Levy in Oklahoma, and I told him, I said, hey, man, Levy, he got one. He got a pretty good player. I said, we, we really like that kid. So um, we were discussing him last night. But, no, I think it's a nice pickup this late in the game to get a, a, a high school guy like that that's a fit to go out in the transfer portal and get a bridge gap guy and do it all in less than, what, a week? Mm-hmm. Really impressive. Yeah, he hadn't even had his staff together but for a couple of days going into this past weekend. And uh, they had a big weekend considering. Uh, Tom Luganbill with ESPN on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And, all right, let's go through Cam Franklin and J.J. Harrell. So, we'll let's go, J.J. I don't know if you have anything. I know you have something on Cam Franklin because he's a huge recruit. Do you have an eval on J.J. Harrell um, out of Mississippi who is committed to, to Levy? Um, let me see here what I have. I'm going actually through my database right now because I'm writing. I'm actually writing for .com a quarterback transfer portal piece. Oh, nice. In terms of, in terms of you know, right fits out there for guys and, and, and things of that nature. Um, this is a kid out of North Panola, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll read you my report on him. Uh, I wrote this on August the 17th of 2021. So he would have been really young, 2024 class kid. Looks to have a wiry friend that will continue to add size for the next level, displays the athleticism to be a productive route runner, with speed to be a vertical threat, has good enough ball skills to make the difficult catches, and the agility to create after the catch will benefit from improved core strength to enhance durability and gain experience to improve technique. What we've essentially seen there when we say something like that is we see a player that's got an awful lot of skill that is rail thin. So when he measured in with us initially, and that would have been in 2021. He was rated six foot. He was barely 170 pounds. So um, he's a guy that needs to grow, get bigger, get stronger, really good with the ball in his hands. And so, again, that's a report from 2021. He's in the 2024 class. Um, and to me, like, it's, it's all developmental, right? It's sure. getting in the weight room, start to feed them see how they grow, see how much bigger and stronger they get because the skill's there. But, uh, and to be honest with you, we, we've talked about this countless times. I mean, guys like this are what have developed a program like Mississippi State, right? I mean, that's, that's you bring them in, you bring them along. Um, if you're lucky, you can redshirt them. It's getting more and more difficult to do that now. It is. Transfer portal and guys want to play, you know, right away and, you got to have guys that understand the process. And not everybody does, but some guys do. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And, Tom, I know we did this uh, six months ago, but uh, Cam Franklin, defensive lineman, is Ole Miss's highest-rated recruit. Give us the eval, and maybe if, you can, you know, if you've got one top of mind, a, uh, a comp for for Cam Franklin, who's committed to Ole Miss. So we have him at almost 6'5", 261. Um, we wrote an eval on him in 2021 and 2022. Um, 
we had we gave him in our initial grading process what we call an EP5. That's an elite power five grade. That's our highest grade that we would give a prospect, meaning that we think that the vast majority, if not all, of the recruiting attention that this kid would get would be coming from elite level power five programs, right? The Ohio State, the Georgia's, the Alabama's, the Michigan's and and so for this to be in the mix for Ole Miss, I think is is a really big deal, you know, because I think it demonstrates how far you're coming. Um, it demonstrates your worth in the state, um, because we hear, you know, we hear people talk about all the time, all the time. You know, you got to keep your best players at home, but not only do you have to do that, you've also got to keep them away from your competitors too in state. Sure. Not always easy to do. So um, they've got a head start right now in Mississippi State. It's something that they can use to their advantage. Um, but a really, really talented guy. I think he is – I don't know if he's overly flexible in terms of bend. He's a little bit more linear in his movements. Um, I'd like to see more, I would say, enhanced flexibility uh, when it comes to the ability to bend and get skinny as a pass rusher. But extremely talented, great size. Um, and a really good get-off. Has heavy hands. Uses his hands really good at the point of the back. All right, so that's the eval for Cam Franklin for Ole Miss. We're visiting with Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show. I'm going to throw one more at you that I didn't put in the text, and you can pass, and we can move on to Levy. I got a couple of questions there. Um, Wide receiver out of Alabama, Mario Craver. Mario Craver, 2024 guy out of Clay Chalkville High School, right? Yes. That's our guy. All right. What do we have on this young man here? Uh, wrote him up in December of 2022, so just a little over uh, a year ago. This is one of those guys that is undersized but compensates with speed and quickness. Um Here's my just brief report. Undersized, quick and fast, excellent change of direction, and ability to make people miss. Gets to top speed rapidly. Good hands, has return upside. Ideal slot utility guy. Um, we have him, let's see right here. Um, ooh, he ran a 22 flat 200 meter, which is looking pretty good. He ran 10.74. Um, in terms of the 100 meter in 2022's track season. And then we have him on film. We have an algorithm where we can actually tape miles per hour. We're in 20.7 miles per hour. So this kid's moving. He's not very big, but uh, return type guy, um, type of player that can that can go once he gets the ball in his hands in space. Nice. All right. Luganville always comes through. All right, Lugs. Let's switch gears. Um Levy has put together the staff, everybody, but I think one assistant coach. And um, do you know, uh, this guy's made several stops in the SEC, but I don't know if you've come across him or not. He hired as a DC. Now, this guy's considered a hell of a special teams coordinator, and he's been with Saban at Bama and Kiffin at Ole Miss and Florida and South Carolina. His name is Coleman Hutzler. Mm Mm-hmm. He is Levy's new D.C., but he's been special teams and linebackers coach for um, 
four different programs plus in the SEC plus Texas, uh, Tom Herman, for a year. Do you know anything about Coleman Hutzler? Yeah, I've actually known him for quite a while because when he he used to work for Will Muschamp in South Carolina, and my son was coming up as a younger long snapper. He was the special teams coordinator there, went to camp a couple of times straight down the road. So I actually got to know him there before he actually moved on uh, to Alabama. But he's got a very vast and diverse background, um, not only in the kicking game, but, but, but certainly on defense as well. And so um, he's had a lot of success at a lot of places, man. Um, and he's worked, he, he, he worked for, for everywhere from the group of five at New Mexico uh, to non-scholarship FCS at the University of San Diego. Uh, he's, he, he was at Stanford as a recruiting assistant. So he's been, he's been around the block. Um, but, uh, I like this hire. I think this is, and I think, I think the one thing that Jeff Levy will do is he will hire grinders in recruiting because he knows that's the only way to catch up. Well, people really like him as a coach. I think there was a little bit of a surprise there on the DC front, although he's got a ton of experience as linebackers coach, but he's a proven top 10% special teams coach. So at least you know he can run a unit and also be efficient and effective. I think that is a positive out of the hire, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, when when he spent time sharing some coordinator duties at Texas, uh, I want to say 2020, maybe? twenty, Yeah, 2020. You know, they were a, they were a top 10 team, like um, uh, on many defensive categories. They, they, they played well in certain categories in that year. And then they were really disruptive in terms of tackles for loss, things of that nature. So there is a background there. Okay. I, I want to switch gears with you one more time. You were traveling and you were doing a show, so I don't even know if you had an opportunity to see it yesterday. But um, uh, Kendarius Tony lined up offsides um, for the Chiefs. They, they, they made a big play. Kelsey catches the ball, throws it back to Tony. He scores. Mahomes goes nuts in the game. He was offsides. Did you get to see any of this yesterday, Luke? I didn't. I didn't. I've only seen like the aftermath and the commentary about it, especially as it relates to uh, Patrick Mahomes just blowing his stack um, on social media. I was I, my wake up call was three thirty this morning, so I uh, <laughs> I was on a, I was on a five. You texted me yesterday. We still got to go at ten thirty Eastern time, and I had to like check and make sure I had to figure out when I was getting in. And so, yeah, so I'm sitting there in the airport this morning and I'm just kind of paying attention to him coming unglued uh, about it. So fill me in a little bit. Okay, well, Mahomes went nuts after the call. And I think his stance was that Tony pointed over to the official and maybe got got the nod. But it was obvious as the announcers were calling the game and everybody could see that he lined up offsides. My comment was, "Hey, this this isn't junior high football. I mean, you know, the NFL. You you've been there. I mean, the NFL. You got to know your stuff. Not even high uh, college. You you can't uh-huh. you can't do it. Well, and so the thing that's weird too. If you ever watched an NFL game versus a college game on TV and looked at the formation, say nobody's on the line of scrimmage, and they never call it. Right. Like the, the in college, you there there needs to be a difference definitive difference like your outside guys either on or off your slots either on or off and they're you know you can't be like covering each other up and being close but in the nfl they allow it all the time 
Now, I didn't see the play. I just know that for years and years and years, I've always looked at that and been, why does he never call legal formation in, in the NFL? Because they rarely do. Right. I guess you could argue they're lackadaisical when it, or, you know, they just, they let it go, but they darn sure yeah, didn't with, with the Bills and the Chiefs. All right, man. Uh, that was great recruiting hit on the guys um, that Ole Miss and Mississippi State have either landed, I guess nothing's official till the end, or targeted. Um, and we enjoyed it. I know you had a big weekend. Get some rest, and we'll talk soon, okay? All right, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. See you. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joined us on the Out of Bounds show. So he talked about Juice Wells. Heading to Ole Miss. Chris Paul Jr. headed to Ole Miss. Cam Franklin. Well, I'm sorry. Let me walk that back. Juice Wells is not official. People feel really good about it after this weekend. I'll get, I'll catch hell if I, (laughs) if I say it like that. Um, Chris Paul Jr. is official. Um, Cam Franklin's been committed. He'll be official next week if, if they hang in there. These are all who knows. Okay. But you feel good about some of these guys. Right. And um, Juice didn't get to play really at all this year, but was very productive prior to being injured this year. And then we talked about uh, Blake Shapen again, who, when healthy, is a very productive quarterback. And Luganville likes him a lot, but he's got to stay healthy, uh, which Levy's crossing his fingers. If, if this is the only dude they're going to get, then he QB1, has playing time, power five at Baylor, very productive. Can't beat that. So if you we had three interviews today on recruiting. If you missed any of them, they'll be on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Apple Podcast or Spotify. Search out of bounds with Bow Bounds. We appreciate you going to uh, to Apple Podcast or Spotify and searching out of bounds with Bow Bounds. Hope you have a great Monday. A little chilly out there. We'll continue on this week. Uh, We'll be live from Kincaid's Fine Clothing Store tomorrow. Live from Kincaid's in Ridgeland. And they've got the uh, Gentil Ole Miss and Mississippi State gear. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.